Welcome back to Let's Get Haunted with your hosts, Nat Strawn and Allie. Welcome back, guys, to Listener Stories number 19. Can you believe it? 19 listener episodes ever. And if you aren't really sure what's going on and you need to be schooled, you should know that if you would like to see the video version of this episode, you can head right over to our Patreon, which is patreon.com forward slash let's get haunted. And you can see the video version, which will be up right now. Yeah. Okay. So I'm seeing that you have bangs and I'm so happy. Honestly, don't know what the fuck you were thinking by waiting this long. I've never seen someone just so proudly bare their forehead for like a decade and i was like what the fuck is going on so i'm really glad that you have um thank you adapted and overcome whatever was keeping you because they look great i i think everyone looks better with bangs i love bangs i actually tried um bangs once before and they looked so bad that i was like i'm never gonna try them ever again but for whatever reason with my old age i think i'm coming into my bangs era they look great and i remember there was like a brief time in college where you had bangs but you only styled like you straightened the shit out of them and you only (laughs) styled them to one side you know let me explain (laughs) yeah um those were bangs in quotation marks because what i did in college to save money is cut my own hair and now you would think oh is she gonna look up online like on wiki how how to cut her own hair nope oh is she gonna go on (laughs) youtube and watch a tutorial Nope. Just Mm -hmm. uh, would grab my hair at the front of my head with all of my force, pull it to the side, which you're not supposed to do, and then cut bangs. And yeah, that's what I did for four years. And it was a dark time. I no one gives a shit, but I'm going to tell you anyway, because this is exciting to me. I had to recently cut off all of my hair, which Mm. was annoying to me because it was really long and I never ever have my hair long because I like absolutely fucking with it so I was so happy that it was long and I felt like a mermaid even though it was not that long for the average person it was long for me and then it was just so damaged that it was like literally melting off and it was so gummy and anyone who's over bleached their hair over processed their hair they know what I'm talking about where it like stays wet forever when you Mm. shower and it it feels like spaghetti and it's like stretchy and it breaks and it's just terrible uh that was happening so much I had so many broken pieces of hair you can kind of see it in the Christmas video we shot you can see all these like broken hairs that I was just pretending weren't there all over my head (laughs) Um, but eventually I went into somebody and they were just like, I'm going to give you a real haircut because right now you have like a golem haircut, you know, it's like all different lengths and I don't think it's on purpose. And I was just like coasting through life. Like, no, 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 it's fine. I have like 50% of the hair on my head is, is long. And then the other half is short and but you don't pay attention to the short because the long is covering it up. So it really did just look like golem's hair and and i didn't consent to that so i don't think that was fair (laughs) but so yeah i got it cut into like this pixie cut and at first i was so sad i literally sent like a selfie on the discord of me crying making a peace face like this and i was just like the new trend is being insecure and sad and then everyone was like finally i trenched i can get behind like (laughs) this is my year so they they made me feel a lot better i think this is the shortest you've ever had your hair right 
Yeah. Um, well, no, there was like that time in college where I had it buzzed. Remember when we went to that festival, oh. CCRSD, it was Cross Festival Crossed. or something? Yes. Oh, I totally forgot yeah. about that. And we were just singing like, it's my lime, it's lime or lime. <laughs> and we it met was. up with my cousin. Remember, my cousin went and like smoked hookah with us. I do not remember that. What? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I barely remember that day. Uh, I just remember, yeah, I barely remember that. I remember one of my friends was visiting from Oklahoma and mm-hmm. and um, she was at this time like married and like sober, not sober because she was an alcoholic. She just like didn't go out and party or do anything. So sh- her coming in to from that lifestyle going visit her friend in LA who was like going to a music festival and it got like super fucked up and was yeah and I had like a buzzed buzzed hair like it was literally like shaved on the sides remember yeah I remember now I remember you had like but the front was longer you had like a side part with like a longer front okay I was like in my like DJ Swedish DJ like hair phase like do you know what I'm talking about I yes and I do I feel like though it's so funny that thinking back on certain memories I feel like I can remember if I can remember the hairstyle or the clothing I'm like oh I know what era that was in right like right an easy way to get existential and realize how small you are but you know what doesn't get me existential Natalia the donors the donors um <laughs> hold on <laughs> let me pull up the donors Natalia while I'm pulling this up do you want to explain to people how they can become a donor you can go to our patreon patreon.com slash let's get haunted and you can sign up for one of two tiers both tiers are extremely helpful to us and you can learn all about them by going to patreon.com slash let's get haunted there is an option that is five dollars a month and there is an option that is ten dollars a month and those might not sound like um that significant but they actually are very significant and help us to create content to get out to you guys and i am working on editing a vlog from my horse show that i went to so that i can put it on the patreon ali has some speed bin building sim stuff on there and some other little anecdotes um and so there's gonna be lots of interesting things for you guys to catch up on and if you are interested in ali and i or interested in the paranormal that's right and i would love to give a big shout out to the donors that are sponsoring this episode which include max m mars y casey c Oscar M, Alyssa D, Ashley M, Rebecca, Mason G, Lena, Sonia, Kevin T, Nadine, Amanda P, Rivier, Omar C, Alex P, Lasivitz, Lasivitz, L C F I T Z, L C Fitz. You know what? It's probably L C Fitz. <laughs> Molly P, Monica H, Richard and Sands, Tiffany S, Brittany F. Deanna P, Cassie O, Valeria R, Wayne C, Matt T, Grim L, Jonna H, Chrissy D, Tori B, Jessica S, Cynthia D, Interix, Cat B, Vicky T, Wesley B, Mario A, Kristen K, Camille, Alicia, Allison S, Pascal S, Hannah T, Malik, 
Roxanne B, Cassidy D, Jody G, Amber O, the famous Amber, Amber o. o, Carrie C, Brooklyn W, Nikki S, Robin N B, Lily C, Freddie F, Lauren B, Olivia, Anthony R, Abby S, Cassie L, Giovanni P, McKenna P, Tabby J, Haley L, Alea A, or Alia A, Jordan D, Lindsay, Dan M, Rachel V, Ed W, Rebecca B, Kelsey A, Melissa G, Kartika E, Angelo E, Emily B, Kat L, Doralee N, Joshua K, Hunter S, Alessa M, V, Inver B, H, Jenny C, Sage Faye, Christopher O, Sierra, Ariel M, Chase, Mark, Delilah F, Erica M, Chelsea, Brooke W, Brie Bingo H, Sophie H, Riley, Jordan B, Tara Lee, Dana C, Sarah L, and Karina C. Holy shit. Thank you all so, so much for your donations. Yeah. I'm looking at Natalia right now. If you guys can't see because you're not watching on Patreon, um, she looks very shell-shocked. And I feel shell-shocked on the inside um, because that's fucking crazy that we have this many people sponsoring this episode. Yeah, and that we have this many friends. Like, are we friends? Because people are like, oh, Paris social... Uh, relationships are like it's not fair for the creators like they don't need to have parasocial relationship but I need I need it like this is all that I have I don't have any friends in real life anymore so <laughs> this is making me feel really fucking great you guys like yes it's all worth it we definitely need it. We definitely appreciate it. I know like we kind of touched on it in a previous episode, but when we launched the Patreon, we were so fucking nervous. Like Natalia and I had conversations where we were like, what if nobody signs up? Like, is that embarrassing? Like, are people going to know that like nobody yeah. signed up? And like, yeah. it like we already like feel embarrassed sometimes because we have a lot of friends who are in the industry who are working under like a network and they're getting to do all this stuff and we're so we feel like why like are we not cool you know like are, are we just like embarrassing so we're really glad that you guys are you're you're almost like a beard for us like we don't have to like come out as embarrassing like we can have does that mean is strain of thought <laughs> offensive again sorry and as we said two episodes ago uh, or three episodes ago and i will say again as someone who has been someone's beard i don't think there's any shame in it i think you've got to own it right yeah 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 so thank you guys for allowing us to st stay in our little recording closets here and uh continue to do this speaking of um exclusive content that has gone to the patreon patreon heard this story first which is my personal haunting for this week that i gave natalia literally one sentence of just like a little taste we're on uh, i think we've kind of talked about this before nat and i now this is our first time in our lives we're on like opposite ends of the country 
um, or yeah. since the time we've known each other. This is the first time right. in our lives that we have been on opposite sides of the country. And so Nat is three hours ahead of me. So mm-hmm. I am still up being like a sewer rat person while Natalia is like peacefully sleeping. <laughs> and then she might wake up in the middle of the night to like a horrifying nightmare. And then I am like deep into my three bit of drill sleep. So um, we simultaneously have like the most feral conversations. But also it's yeah. really funny because it's like not happening in real time for either of us. No, no. It's like a pen pal. I actually really, I like it. I think I admire our relationship now. I think people would are jealous of us being able to just be this open and uh, having no consequence at all. Because usually, like, if you text something, someone fucked up, like, if you text something fucked up to someone, they're responding like, oh, is everything okay? Or like, oh, do, you know what I mean? Where this is just like you shout it out into the universe. Like, Allie yeah. just gets a, a thread of messages that's like, are there lasers uh, 3D mapping the earth right now and World War III is going to happen? I don't know. I just read this Reddit thread and this guy was saying that he works in the in the fucking military and that blah, blah, blah. And, and, and nothing. She doesn't have to respond. And sometimes she never does. She just responds to a completely different thing that's like, oh, uh, I just got locked out of my house and uh, now I'm in the ER. And like, then I won't respond to that. Next time I'll say something else and be like, did you know that uh, perhaps fish are sentient beings and they that like, like, you know, we just never address what the other person said because. Right. By then, it's old news. It's like, okay, yeah, yeah, that's done, right? That's a good way to describe it. By the time one of us reads what the other one has said, it's We've been like six it. hours. Like the other person's over it already. <laughs> exactly. So I texted yeah. Natalia this morning being like, hey, I got locked out of, or I got locked in, not no, out. Does, I got how locked How does this in. happen? How did you get locked into a building? Don't you just like press the door and it opens to go out? These are the questions and <laughs> I will be answering them for you beginning now. So this is what happened. Last night, Natalia and I were on a Zoom call. We were recording something and then she gets off because it's like midnight her time, which means it's like nine my time, nine, yeah. right? And then I was like, okay, it's getting kind of late. It was like 10, 15, I want to say. And I was like, okay, it takes me like an hour to to get home from our studio and it was raining so fucking hard outside LA has been a disaster it has been raining harder than it ever has before and I was like okay I'm, I need to leave before it gets too late because then they start shutting down certain exits and certain highways and then it takes forever and everyone's skidding and hydroplaning and like crashing and it's just not good so I got my shit together and I go downstairs now the backstory, which Natalia is not aware of is that the front doors to our building when you first walk in you go into a lobby and the doors are automatic in that if you have a key card you you like scan your key card and it unlocks and you can open it that mechanism has been broken for a while so like one of the doors when you come in you can't go through and so one of the double yeah. doors is broken i feel like i'm doing a bad job explaining this um no you're not there's okay. two doors one of them you can't use Got exactly it. yes perfect thank you And so when I came in, that's what I did. No big deal, whatever, scan my card and only the left side opens. I did not realize the second piece of this puzzle is that because the right side is broken right now, 
they like screwed in a deadbolt on the bottom so that way it just never opens so they deadbolt it into the ground so that nobody will like be able to open it while right. it's broken unbeknownst to me they had also decided to deadbolt the right side of the door last night as i am leaving because nobody else is here at like 11 p.m so it's just me and i go down and i'm trying to open and neither of them will open and i'm like okay like i'm just stupid like i must be doing something wrong so i like sat down on this little couch in the lobby and i was like okay regroup but how like you can't just undo the deadbolt so i didn't realize that there were these deadbolts screwed into the ground at first so i'm literally oh. just trying to push it neither of them will open i'm walking and it's around it's late you're tired yeah okay well and i'm walking around and i'm trying to figure out like is there like an alternative exit like that seems pretty unsafe that like you just can't exit and I can't find an alternative exit. I was like, okay, I know that there's supposed to be stairs. I'm like looking at the emergency exit route and it's like, oh, go to the third floor, take the stairs, and then you'll be in a stairwell where there's an emergency exit, but sometimes it's kept locked. And I was like, I don't want to be locked in a stairwell at 11 p.m. at night, like with no cell service because like most of the time you're in an elevator or stairwells, you don't have service. So I was like, okay, that's out of the picture. I'm not going to do that. And I'm just like pacing in the lobby, trying to figure out how to get these doors open. I sent a text message to one of our landlords because we sublease. And then I realized that there are these two <laughs> things dead bolted into the ground. And I was like, perfect. Okay. I'm just going to lift them easy peasy. I'm out. Right. right? right. No, no, because the one on the right side was completely rusted shut could not get it up i was trying i was laying on my back trying to kick it up with my shoe could not get it up okay then the one on the other side i'm doing the same thing trying to kick it up and then finally 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 i kicked it up and i was able to get out but the saga doesn't end there no no because then i'm in this conundrum of these doors are supposed to be locked. Now one of them is just open, flapping in the breeze. And right. And so, so anyone could just come in and, and fuck up everything for right. everyone. Exactly. And come into so. our office and hide in there and kill you the next day. Exactly. So luckily, yeah, luckily, um, the like person that we subleased from that I was talking to via text called me and she was like, okay like um don't worry about it it's not your fault if the land if like the big landlord right like the head guy the management tries to say that like somebody broke in like we'll have your back like don't even worry about it um and then i just left and then on the way home it was pouring rain and i hydroplaned and almost crashed but i didn't and then i got home and i ate a wow. salad wow hold on so basically if i take your anxiety out of the story what happened was is you didn't realize the deadbolt for the door was in the ground and then you tried to open it and it you couldn't open it at first but then you were able to open it and so you left you know? literally all all i was thinking of when i was sitting on that couch in our lobby trying to regroup is i was just like okay i can't get out and i'm literally the only person here like there's not even security like right. if there is somebody who ends up like coming in here somehow I am just alone with that person and I can't get out. Like right. there's like a fucking active shooter or a robber or somebody's coming in to like steal. Cause there's so yeah. many companies that work here. Like there's so many, yeah. there's attorneys, like disgruntled yeah. clients. I'm just like, I'm just like sitting here and right. I'm the only person and I can't fucking get out. This is my nightmare. Yeah. I mean, <sighs> but I made I'm it. Sorry. You went through that. Um, this sounds traumatic. <laughs> <laughs>
And that's my personal haunting for this week. Natalia, do you have a personal haunting? Okay, trigger warning, guys. Animals are going to get hurt, okay? Fast forward a minute if you can't handle this. My personal haunting is that my one friend that I have here in Atlanta now, that like literally my only friend here, She, I know her through the barn. She's a horse girl. And we text like every day and we have like a good thread going and it's like, you know, we get along. Um, well, her if freak accident happened, her horse broke his leg in this walker oh. machine they had and they had to put him down. And it was like terrible. She like had to witness her horse injured with a broken leg and there was like blood all around this like walker and so then she's like oh my god like how long was he stuck in the walker being forced to walk with a broken leg and the way that the the walker works is there's like walls that move behind the horse to like urge them forward and the wall is like lightly electrified so if the it touches the horse it kind of like bolts them and then they they move forward to get off of the wall so her like worst nightmare is that what if my horse broke his leg and then was just getting shocked repeatedly because he couldn't oh. move. And that's why there's blood all over the walker oh because my God. it was just getting dragged along. And I'm like, oh my God, this is just fucking terrible. And that's it's horrible. horrible. It's so fucking sad. And I just got, and I'm like, what am I supposed to say? And so I've been just talking to her every day, but she's like comatose because she just witnessed this <laughs> super tragic, horrible thing. And it's also like, like not to make it about me, but I'm like, why to like the one friend that I have here? Like now I don't know how to talk to them. You know what I mean? Like that's like sad. this was my only friend I have here, and now she's going through this horrible thing that I don't know how to help her. You know, I like, sent her right. flowers and I and I'm still talking that's to really her. Nice and of you. Yeah, but I I mean I'm at the same time I'm like I don't want to fuck this up with my one friend here. Like this is a very <laughs> delicate situation and and I don't know her that well. You know? So I'm I'm just trying to keep an open communication and just like talking to her and and stuff every day, but at the same time I'm like are we is our friendship going to survive this, you know? I think I think so because a lot of the time like tragedy and um scary situations or like upsetting situations end up bonding people together so so she's gonna trauma bond with me now well no because like if you're there for her then she's gonna remember that she's gonna be like oh yeah that one time that like this horrible thing was happening in my life and the average person can't like the average person can sympathize right like i'm i'm hearing that and i'm like that's fucking terrible but at the same time i don't own a horse like i don't know all the ins and outs so she's probably very yeah. appreciative that like she has uh, another horse girl a fellow horse girl to like talk about that with because you know yeah. what a walker looks like like you know how serious right. it is when a horse gets injured so yeah yeah i think yeah, yeah you guys, I don't, if someone else knows what to say to make that better, I don't. I've been trying to think of the right thing to say and I'll just be like, oh, you know, I talked to our trainer today and she, she said that it's that your worst fear that, you know, he was, had broken his leg and was just being dragged around by the walker. It, it's like not possible mechanically for this, with this thing. And she said that the whole incident happened really quickly and that it was like all over the span of like 10 to 15 minutes. So like, even if he was injured and in pain, it was really quick. Uh, you know, and I, I just didn't, I don't, how do you make that better? Like, well, what I don't, do I don't you... think you can. I think, yeah. I mean, I, I, don't know the the right answer but yeah i would say you're probably just helping by by being a 
an ear to like lending an ear for her to talk to right yeah yeah so see that's my personal haunting and it's like really not sad i'm sorry i know it's sad and it sucks and it made me feel like shit because i'm like oh my god i haven't like been paying attention to my horse so then i went (laughs) to go see my horse and and got like new x-rays on him and all the stuff but i'm like i'm gonna change the angles of his hooves so he's never gonna feel pain (laughs) ever again and i'm gonna i'm like yeah so i'm just well, I'm excited to see your horse vlog um, to put a positive spin on it. You know, yeah. I am excited to have you be sharing that part of your life with the Patreon. It's something that I don't really know a lot about, right? I don't, I don't ride horses. I don't, I don't own either. a horse. Y'all, I literally fell out off at this horse show one day and I sent the video to Alyssa and she was like, well, what, why did that happen? She was like, why did the horse stop like that like why were you going to jump this jump and then the horse just didn't and I was like because I'm a fucking terrible <laughs> I'm a terrible rider and I can't see distances and the horse was like what the fuck are we doing and and she didn't know any better she was just like wow I'm I'm, I'm glad you're okay from my perspective watching it I was like I don't see how you could have not fallen off like the horse just stopped so you as like the rider leaning forward about to go over a jump you just like went over the horse and I so yeah. from my perspective I'm just like I couldn't have avoided that I don't know how you didn't land on your head yeah yeah you guys you gotta watch the horse vlog if you want to see how everything went down and now it's time for a quick word from this episode's sponsor Manscaped hello haunted brethren if you didn't already know it's tax season here in the U.S. and you know what that means It means that Manscaped is here to make sure you get your paperwork filed and the man in your life all styled. Take a little off the top of your tax return money and spend it on the important things this year, like family, friends, and the most important thing of all, ball deodorant. Taxes are a pain, but that doesn't mean grooming has to be. By going to manscaped.com for 20% off plus free shipping with the code Let's Get Haunted. What better way to invest your tax return than into your loved ones? And what better gift to give than the gift of elegant, beautiful, glistening balls? (laughs) Glistening balls. Manscaped has the full package from head to toe to make sure everyone gets their money's worth this April. The Performance Package 4.0 is the ultimate bundle to help someone reinvent their look and their confidence. The Lawnmower 4.0 Trimmer is the star of the show, as always, offering a precise shave on all the wildest crop circles and hedges surrounding your junk. Equipped with an LED light that not even Mothman himself could avoid, this trimmer can navigate in and out of those difficult areas with ease. Did we mention that it's waterproof as well? That's right, you can take your automatic electric shaver into the shower and or bath with you. You don't need to step out. You don't need to turn off the shower. You can just uh, pretend that you are underneath a waterfall, much like a beautiful, majestic siren of the sea and or lakes. And you can just go ahead and go to town on any part that you want to be slippery and smooth in those delicate to reach nether regions. 
And we have even more exciting news because the Performance Package 4.0 now includes Manscaped's brand new Weed Whacker 2.0 ear and nose hair trimmer. This product is legitimately Natalia's very favorite product. She has talked before on the show about how much she likes it. She likes to feel like she is a very cool surgeon that's doing these precise maneuvers in and out of noses and ears. And that's a dream that Manscaped has brought about for her. Would you like to also experience this dream? Well, look no further because this bad boy has been totally revamped with a new and improved blade and motor. And dare I say is the best ear slash nose hair trimmer ever? Dare I say it? It is cordless, it's rechargeable, and comes with skin-safe technology which helps reduce nicks, snags, and tugs. After clearing your nose, make sure to get rid of that foul ball smell with the Crop Preserver and Crop Reviver. The Crop Preserver is an anti-chafing ball deodorant and moisturizer. The Crop Reviver is a spray-on toner for balls. You know, we use a lot of lotions, potions, toners, sprays, and washes on our faces, but why not show the same love to the chin of the dick, which is the balls? And go ahead and show it some love too. I think it's about time we all loved our balls a little bit more. And we can do that now with the help of the Crop Preserver and Crop Reviver from our friends at Manscaped. Plus, for all the big bearded boys in your life, Manscaped now has beard products. Yeah, the whole package. Their brand new Beard Hedger Pro Kit is the head honcho. Containing nine plus products plus wet goods, this is everything you need to craft your signature look. And if you're anything like me and Natalia, this year you might still be struggling to find your new era. I recently got bangs in an attempt to find my new era, and so far it's working out pretty well. What did this teach me? This taught me that if you're thinking of giving your balls bangs, which I think the equivalent of that would be just shaving them completely clean, you should do that if that's something you wanna do, and what better way to do that than with the help of Manscaped. And on a serious note, the start of spring also marks the start of Testicular Cancer Awareness Month in April, and Manscaped has partnered with the Testicular Cancer Society to bring awareness to testicular cancer, men's health, and early cancer detection. Oftentimes, we have a good giggle on here while telling you guys about Manscaped's products. You could really make just about a thousand jokes about balls, and we do. But as silly as it is, I actually think that by joking about dicks and balls, we're actually normalizing talking about things that might be uncomfortable and a little bit silly. And it's important. It's important to acknowledge the balls for multiple reasons, but it's also important to have regular checkups with your doctor, do regular self-checks for testicular cancer. So if you are down there with your Manscaped products and you happen to feel a little twinge or something that doesn't feel right, maybe a lump or a bump, Definitely go to your doctor. Manscaped could save your life. Get 20% off plus free shipping with code Let's Get Haunted at Manscaped.com. That's 20% off plus free shipping with the code Let's Get Haunted at Manscaped.com. Don't just get your money back from the IRS this year. Get the best gift on the market with Manscaped. So I have some listener fan mail here. And if you would like to send us fan mail, you can do so by sending a package or letter 
or a little note scribbled on the back of a receipt to P.O. Box 1658 in Camarillo, California, 93011. If you are watching the video version of this episode, I will have that up on the screen. And if you are listening to the audio-only version of this episode, you can just expand the show notes below and we will have our P.O. Box there. So today we have one, two, three four pieces of fan mail to open and i am very excited they look very cute the first one here is from oh michelle p i know oh. who michelle is i recognize that name da, 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 da. i really like oh. it what is that michelle and benny save the date join us on august 10th 2023 as we say i do invitation to follow look it's a magnet look how cute wait oh oh they oh my god that is so cute yeah wow very cool you guys that's adorable thank you so much michelle congratulations congratulations to you and your so oh and there's a little note here we go Allie and nat Thanks for always keeping my mood up on Wednesday. I appreciate you both. Please find our wedding save the date. I hope it makes it up on your wall slash fridge at your office. Sending you both the best vibes for 2023. Thanks for having me on episode 91 part two of Games to Play in the Dark. That's right. So if you guys don't remember, Ooh, Michelle yes. told a titillating tale of what it was like to play the Red Book game. Yes, and I remember it, that mm-hmm. story. Yes. Terrifying, absolutely terrifying. Um, and yes, this will be immediately going up on our fridge. Although our fridge, like, randomly has been losing magnetic connectivity. I don't even know if that's a thing or not, but the magnets have been falling off. So I've started putting them Conspiracy. on our whiteboard. Dude, that's for sure. Like, whatever plane flew over and made your laptop shut down, now they're trying to demagnetize our shit. Yeah. Okay, you want to know, um, like, one more tinfoil hat thing before I yeah. open the next thing? Of um, course. Our episode on the Apollo 1, and then I don't want to insert the last word here, and I'm going to explain why. On Apollo 1, our episode on Apollo 1 got suppressed, and I can't figure out why. Dude, when you just said Apollo 1, and you were like, I'm not going to say what comes after, I'm going to start crying because this is scary. It, like... The Zoom glitched. No. Natalia, no. I don't know why that just scared me so much. But Mm. now, on to the next fan mail. Oh my god. Okay, this is an adorable Christmas card. It says, oh my god, this is so cute. Um, peace, peace, love, and Christmas jammies from the Monson Hagen family, Allie plus Chrissy. And it is so fucking cute. Wow, that is cute. Oh my god. Oh my god. Allie and Chrissy, you are both adorable. Look at these little photos of them in their jammies. That is really cute. There's these little Christmas jammies. It looks very cozy. Oh my god, I love this. That's really cute. Put that up on the wall. Oh, absolutely. And then we have a little message. So Allie says, Happy, probably belated holidays, Nat and Allie. Hope you enjoy this potentially haunted Christmas card from my roommate and I. I love Let's Get Haunted with my whole scaredy cat heart, even if it takes me days to finish some episodes because I have to keep taking breaks. Wishing you lots of positive hauntings in 2023 from another Allie. Props to you, Allie, for having the correct spelling as well. Yes, A-L-Y. That is the way to do it. 
We <laughs> reject all other spellings. Although if you are a haunty and you spell it differently, that's fine and you're valid. But for me personally and for this alley personally, we feel that we have how the do, upper hand. How do people spell it? People spell it alley like alley cat, like A-L-L-E-Y? No, they spell A-L-L-I-E. And that's normally, though, I will say mm-hmm. that's normally how people whose names are Allison, like, and they mm-hmm. spell it A-L-L-I-S-O-N. The abbreviated version is normally A-L-L-I-E. And then for people mm. whose names are Allison or Alyssa spelled A-L-Y, then the abbreviated version is normally A-L-Y. So everyone's Very valid, but also I feel the best. I feel like me and Allie have <laughs> have the best spelling. <laughs> That's a great little quote right there. Everyone's valid, but I feel the best. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Allie no. and Chrissy. Thank you so much, Chrissy. Allie and Chrissy. Um, I hope you had a fabulous Christmas holiday season. And yeah. those jammies look comfortable as fuck. And maybe Nat and I will record um, some sort of jammy episode in the future where we're just wearing like onesies and next to a fire. Hey, I'm wearing jammies and I'm wearing the Let's Get Haunted robe, which you some of are. you guys missed out on getting it. And now you can never have it. So that's right. That's right. Cry. <laughs> All right. Now we move on to the third listener store, story fan mail. Ooh, oh, my God. This is adorable. This is a little frog on a stripper pole with ones uh, being thrown at it. And it says, Happy New Year, <laughs> sliding into 2023. Yeah. Wait, don't forget to say grace before you eat. And the frogs are sitting there. That's so cute. Wow. Wait, I wonder if this is from Exotics. That's on what I was. TikTok. Oh, it is. Wait, this. This sticker says Tay's exotic uh, exotic critters. Tay, we have now shouted you out yeah. a couple of times unintentionally. Well, that's that's because... just how much you're on our mind. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you're doing something really cool. So you're very relevant for us. Oh, my God. There's a frog wearing a witch hat and it's, it has candles next to it. And it's like has tarot cards in front and it has like a little aesthetic like studio that. Oh, my God. I can't take that. I can't. Wait, is that a real frog? Like someone posed that? Yes. Picture I, I think these are Tay's frogs. <gasps> no. Tay takes pictures of the frogs like that. Oh, my God. Yes, it is Tay's frog. Okay. The back says, Sweet Pea is a special needs frog located at Tay's Exotic Critters Rescue in Washington, D.C. Your purchase of this postcard helps her and our many other rescue frogs. Thank you for your support. Oh, my God. Thank you that someone is out there taking care of special needs frogs. I love it. Tay, Tay. That's awesome. You guys got to buy some of these postcards. I'm going to buy some because that was incredible. Just, uh, yeah, that... That was that image is burned into my mind. Tay, you're the best. Okay, this is what she has to say. Hi, Allie and Nat. My name is Tay. I'm the weird frog person that tags y'all in my stories sometimes. <laughs> I run a rescue for special needs frogs, and to help support my work, we created a Patreon community, aka Cult. Each month, I make little postcards, and my artist friend Orion draws up adorable stickers. Our most recent design for January 2023 made me think of you two. Our theme for this month was. Fuck it, we ball. I just had to send you some goodies <laughs> along with our October 2022 designs because, duh, Halloween. I hope you enjoy the stickers and postcards. I spend my fulfillment days listening to LGH. You guys make it go by a lot faster. Keep being your amazing haunted selves. P.S. High Priestess Orbit, our faithful leader, says hello. Love, Tay and the Frogs and the Orb Colts. 
Oh my god. Thank you so much, Tay and the Frogs and the Orb Cole. That you guys there there is someone in this world who is making photo shoots for frogs where they are wearing themed outfits and they are in miniature themed uh little tiny rooms with little tiny accessories that are made for them. I can't survive in this world. It's too cute. That's so we need cute. more people like Tay in this world. Tay, you we are do. just doing the Lord's work, and uh, we see you, and we see the frogs. And let me tell you, every time you tag us in one of your stories with those little fuckers, I just get so excited and like yeah. spend probably like five minutes straight just playing whatever story you tagged us in on repeat because <laughs> I like the frogs so much. Adorable, love it. You're the best. Everyone's valid. Taze the new best. Okay. <laughs> now we have one from listener James E. Let's see what's on James's mind this evening. I really want to get like a fake fu- fireplace that just like goes oh, yeah. right here and it's just like perpetually going. And maybe I put a cauldron on top or something. I feel like that would really that would, bring the vibe. That would look very vibey in your situation. In my situation, it would just look like I'm in hell in a cubicle. <laughs> uh, yeah, but that's fine. <laughs> Okay, dear haunted alpha women. Ooh, ooh, James oh. coming in, coming in with the best compliment. Thank you for providing me with something to look forward to each week. Your podcast has gotten me through the death of my grandfather, which is the first death mm. I have ever been through in my life. My favorite episode is a tie between episode seven, the Phantom Cosmonauts, and episode sixty-six, German submarine UB sixty-five. I would love to hear you guys do more episodes on World War II, the Cold War, and Vietnam. My granddad had a fascination with history, and hearing your episodes on historical topics takes me back to my conversations with him. No matter the topic, though, you guys are great storytellers and have never made a bad episode. You could make an episode on algebra, and I would still listen to it. If you guys are interested, I actually have some haunted material to share. One day, I decided to have a quote-unquote spiritual moment and just speak to my grandfather as if he were still here. He left me his old Jeep Cherokee, so I took it for a drive to a spot that we used to go fishing at on Sundays. I began to share with him what has been going on in my life since he passed, and I'm not a very spiritual person, and I'm a little skeptic when it comes to ghosts, but I decided to record the conversation just in case. I posted it on SoundCloud, of all places, to share with my friends. Below is the link. Also, sorry you have to type out the link. I don't think SoundCloud has QR codes, but if you decide to listen to it, you may ask if I shared the correct link, and the answer is yes, I did share the correct link. And then there's the link, and then he says, thank you guys for being awesome. Sincerely, James E. Edit, if you have an iPhone, you should actually be able to take a picture of the link and click on it from there. I realized this after printing the letter, LOL. Well, you know we're about to do it. Yeah, yeah. I'm interested. I'm really interested. Um, thank you very much for the very heartwarming letter, James. Yeah, thank you, James. Yes. And as someone who has lost all of my grandparents, um, I know people will say like, oh, they're older. So, you know, it's like not as painful and it's expected. But I disagree. I think that, um, you know, example from with me and my grandpa, my paternal grandfather, I was very close with him. Um, and it like is really heart wrenching sometimes even still when you're just doing something that reminds you of that person and you think to yourself like, 
fuck like it's shitty that somebody is not there anymore that was important to you so I can definitely sympathize with what you're going through and I hope nobody has tried to tell you like oh because it's an older person like you shouldn't feel sad like it sucks no matter what no matter if it's expected or unexpected or the age of the person that passes it is never a pleasant experience oh my god I see now why James was like you may look at this and you may Think to yourself, is this the correct link? It's the correct link because look, it's called Bingus by T Drizzle. Oh wow! Wait, what? <laughs> I don't Bingus? even know. I don't even know who the- it looks like. Eric Andre and Danny DeVito had a baby. <laughs> I don't know what's going on here, but love it. Okay, let's hit play. Tdrizzle.com. You Bingus not what I expected. I thought this was going to be a conversation. What's don't waste your money, this is home of the brown <laughs> park. So please, this is home of the Bitch, you bingus. Bitch, you bingus. Bitch. Wait, okay, wait. Let's let, Maybe it comes in later. <laughs> wait, I really can't hear. Is it just saying bitch, bitch? Let me send this to you. It's saying bitch, I'm T bingus. I think we just got played. <laughs> James, what if that's what his grandpa made for him? <laughs> did you? Did we just get trolled? I'm gonna comment. I think we just on... got super trolled. That was like honestly <laughs> one of the best trolls of my life. <laughs> like, and we were really serious talking about how, like, oh, if you lose one of your grandparents, like, I was really close. <laughs> I don't know what to think right now. I just left a comment. <laughs> I just What'd said, you is say? this James E? <laughs> James, I'm sorry, but I did. I copy pasted it into uh, both a web browser on my laptop and also <laughs> on my phone. And it's just taken me to T-Bingus. And <laughs> if that is you, James, well played. And if you are listening to this, James, and you're horrified and you're like, that's not the sweet <laughs> message my grandfather left me, um, go ahead and just DM us at Let's Get Haunted and just put in all caps, I am James E so that I see it and then put the uh, correct link. Wait, is Bingus, what is, oh, Bingus is that cat. It's a meme. The meme's origin was on Instagram where a video was posted by user Subaru Rocks. Yeah, Bingus is that cat, that hairless cat. What the hell does this mean? It just says, it's, one of the questions on Google is, Bingus a sus? Sus Bingus is an artificial blow weapon created from Amok 8's DNA mixed with Bingus blood. <laughs> sus Bingus is very dangerous and is used by Bingus to kill political opponents. Well played, James, if that was intentional, and if not, I am terribly sorry, How? but that is where the link takes me.
how fucking old are we if we don't even know we just got like rickrolled except with like something new where we didn't even know what it was we were just like oh what's bingus oh like let's play this whole song wow. oh oh is this what his grandfather sent him like i'm literally fucking... taking a screenshot because i'm gonna post this in the photo dump yeah, we are too big of boomers to even understand <laughs> that we just got trolled. Wait, maybe it's, hold on, wait. There's a break in the song, and then it starts again. Let me see. There's no way that this person recorded their grandfather's, a conversation with their grandfather in between, and then Sam pushed it in the middle of that song. Why would they do that? This is like, this is the greatest mystery to ever befall Let's Get Haunted since, probably since the Quiet Pills mystery. Like, this is, this is, needs to be a new episode about Bingus and James E. Dude, I'm reading the comments on this Sus Bingus thing on fl revamped.fandom.com and there's just a bunch of people go saying, Sus, Sus Bingus. Oh, this Bingus is Sus. Are you sus bingus? Probably he killed Flopper. And then someone says, I love you, sus bingus. Maybe James bingus. is going to be laughing so hard when he's like, why has it been 20 minutes and they're still trying to understand what bingus is? <laughs> you guys, do you know what bingus is? Are we just boomers? Yes, probably. Yeah. All right, Natalia, do you want to get into this week's listener yes. stories? I think we've had quite a time, quite a fun-filled hour and a half long intro it right. is now time to get to the reason why you all clicked on this episode and that reason as always is listener stories if you don't know what listener stories are not sure how you're alive because all it means is that there are stories from our listeners and we read them back for the fandom to enjoy and Natalia, I'm going to ask you to just kick us off with the first listener story of the evening. This one comes to us from Pia O. Dear Allie and Nat, I've been listening to Let's Get Haunted since the start of this year, and your bastard retellings of these truly bone-chilling <laughs> tales have made them easy to listen to through quarantine, even late at night. Thanks for going out on a limb to make this podcast. It never fails to brighten my day. I, like you, am inclined to believe anything anyone tells me about the paranormal and the supernatural, <laughs> so I'm a huge believer despite never having an experience myself. However, my grandmother, who isn't a huge believer but doesn't like to disregard things right off the bat, does have some spooky stories to tell. So, without further ado, let's get into one of them. Over a hundred years ago, a house across the road from where my godmother works now was owned by a landlord whose agent lived there. Then it became vacant and then rented out to various tenants. One of the tenants was a police sergeant and he and his wife and their five children lived in the house. One night at about midnight, three of the children, all sleeping in the same room, awoke and started screaming. The father ran upstairs and took the three children out of the room. Whatever he saw inside that room that night, it scared him enough to lock the door and say that no one will ever set foot inside that room again. Eventually, these tenants moved out, and years later, the owner of the property requested a local tradesman to do some renovation, to do some renovation work inside the house. During the course of the works, he found the remains of an infant with a knife in its chest 
up the chimney stack. He reported this discovery to the owner who told him to keep quiet and bury the remains in the back garden. That's exactly what the tradesman did. The renovations were completed without further disruptions and a new tenant moved in. But the strange activity in the room that was once the bedroom of those three children continued and the room had to be locked up once more. Another odd detail is that even when the house was vacant, the curtains of that room would open and close. Then another tenant, her daughter and her dog moved in. But the dog, who was known for being curious and went into every other room in the house, wouldn't set, ro- wouldn't set foot inside the threshold of that infamous room. Currently, this house is being used as a holiday home, and tourists who have never heard the story still keep the curtains of that room closed. So, a very creepy and not widely known story. What do you guys think happened? A lot of questions and not a lot of answers. Who was this baby? Why was it murdered? And most importantly, what did that sergeant see in the room the night that night? Thank you for making this cast and stay haunted, Corvus. Corvus, that shook me to my core. I was not ready for a murdered baby with a knife in its chest found up a chimney. Holy yeah, shit. I have so many questions. I mean, maybe they saw the ghost of that child. I don't know what you they know saw. What, what comes to mind is that scene in Train Spotting where that guy is hallucinating seeing a baby on the roof, like on the ceiling of his room, and its head just turns all the way around and like looks at him. Have you ever seen that? Um, Train Spotting? It's been a long time, and I don't remember that scene in that movie. <sighs> I will put for the Patreon version, I'll put a little clip up here if I can find one that's that's fine to repost. But that's what I'm picturing. I feel like that's what was seen in that room. It had to have been something to do with the ghost of that baby, right? Yeah, I mean, I don't know. Maybe there was sort of dark energy there. That's whatever possessed someone to kill the baby. Maybe there was like a witch that lived there at some point. It's scary. And it's scary. Sacrificed a baby. Oh I don't know. Um, rest in peace, infant. I, I don't know if you could see me because you were reading, but I was like, what the fuck? Like, I was not ready for a baby with a knife through it. Terrifying, terrifying. Um, what city did this happen in? Did they say? No. Sorry, there's an no. ambulance going by. I don't know if you can hear it. I hear it. Yeah, it just says over a hundred years ago, a house across the road where my godmother works now. Also, I'm sorry, if I were a contractor and I just casually found the corpse of a baby in a chimney and the owner was like, you got to keep this under wraps, I would be like, okay, first things first, go into the cops. But that being said, I suppose we don't know the entire backstory. Maybe it was like a very famous or wealthy family with a lot of pull in that town since it doesn't specify where the town is. Like, the Murdaugh family? Have you been following the Murdaugh trial? No. TLDR. I mean, I've I've seen it. Yeah, I've seen enough memes about it and stuff, but I don't understand what's happening. There's I just, memes about it? I, I, I saw someone talking about, okay, I saw a stand-up comedy where someone was saying that they don't know what's going on with the Murdaughs, but all of them were really ugly. And oh. I don't know because I haven't seen what they looked like, but the that joke was like, Everyone in the room was like, oh, so huh. I don't know. 
if they are ugly or they were like offended or if the murderers are bad people, if they were the ones that got murdered, are they doing the murders? Why is their name murder? Well, um, the TLDR, first of all, if you guys want to know about it, uh, it's either on Hulu or Netflix. There is like a short documentary you can watch and that's my exposure to it. My boyfriend had listened to a like some podcast series about it and then he saw it on either Hulu or Netflix and was like, hey, you have to watch this. So I watched it and it was crazy. It was basically just about this family that had really deep ties in this town. Um, and like, no, they always got out of trouble. You know what I mean? Because they were powerful and they were rich and they had been there so long. And the patriarch had started this really influential attorney firm, a uh, law firm. And he just like was used to being able to get his kids out of trouble. And then I don't want to give it away, I guess. But um, I mean, there's so much. Honestly, there's so much fucked up shit that happens that even this TLDR is not going to give anything away because there's more. Like every time you think it couldn't get worse, it gets worse. But basically his kids just like were fucking up um, and didn't know that there were consequences for their actions and people died. And for a while, it seemed like nothing was going to happen. And then when the walls started caving in on this family, the patriarch um, who was going to lose everything, he just ended up being becoming a family annihilator and just annihilating his entire family. And he just went to jail. He just got found guilty of murder and went to jail. But even me just saying that, like, that's barely scraping the surface. Like, there is so much more that happens that you you have to watch it. It's crazy. It's just the reason why you have to watch it, honestly, is because it's crazy to think that there are still towns out there where this is the way it is. And maybe that sounds naive um, because corruption exists at every level, right? Like, obviously, but just the idea that a regular ass family that like they're not politicians, they're just a regular ass family and they were just untouchable for a long time. It's crazy. That's like that movie Roadhouse. I recently saw that on Netflix. <laughs> Have you seen it? No, but I just know the meme of uh, Family Guy where Peter's like Roadhouse and then just like roundhouse kicks people. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I guess they're re they're remaking that movie with Jake Gyllenhaal. Oh, and, that's um, awesome! I love Jake Gyllenhaal. So my fiance saw like at a UFC fight in Vegas. They were filming some of the scenes from that movie with Jake Gyllenhaal, like in the UFC octagon, whatever oh, it's called. I did see that on Twitter. And, yeah, so I guess Roadhouse is becoming relevant again. So, um whatever i was watching it but it's basically about that it was really good it's uh, about patrick swayze's like really hot and everyone in it is like really hot um and they're all like living in this town where there's this bad guy and he is just like gets away with everything because he owns the whole town essentially and he's not a politician or anything he's just like a rich dude in this small town crazy absolutely yeah. crazy but i guess my point was to bring it back to the listener story that Perhaps it's judgmental of me to be like, if I were that contractor, I would immediately go to the police because may you don't know, maybe the owner of the home was in the, po like had the police in his pocket. You just never know what's going on in some of these towns. And it, that or it's crazy. Maybe he's just thing. like not a good person, you know, and he's just like, God, I really don't want to be contracting today. And I think, yeah, now I have to deal with be. this dead baby. And so I'm just going to pretend it didn't happen. I mean, sometimes like when I was a kid, I would get a library book from the library and I would rip one of the pages or something bad would happen. And I would just turn it back in and act like it wasn't me, you know, because yeah. <laughs> I just didn't have I just thought no one would notice. Right. Yeah. Self-preservation sometimes kicks in and you don't want to rock the boat. 
Um, so I will just repeat uh, a refrain that we have really come to use a lot in the course of this podcast, um, which is who's to say. And who's to say is, not us. is really a cop out for when I don't know what to say. So who's to say? Yeah. All right. This next one comes to us from Esther P. Hi, y'all. I just listened to the sleep paralysis episode and wanted to say I've had enough strange dream slash sleep related occurrences that I'm also convinced that when we sleep, our consciousness slips into other dimensions. I won't say more unless y'all are interested. Otherwise, this email would be quite long. I did, however, want to recount a particular sleep paralysis episode I had since I believe it's probably pretty unique. I've had the usual kind too, shadow figures, auditory and physical hallucinations. I had the night hag once. I was sleeping on my side and she was behind me holding onto my shoulders. But somehow <gasps> I like, <laughs> I know that's scary, but somehow I like manifested an image of her in my head and she looked like a freaky starved zombie with a face like the first example posted on the LGH Insta. But this particular instance happened during the day, maybe a couple years ago. There was nothing scary about it, and it actually started off quite pleasantly, but at the end of it, I was left incredibly sad. I had dozed off lying on my back on the floor while reading or something. I can't remember. And when I came to, I didn't immediately realize I was in sleep paralysis mode. The sun was shining in through my window, and it was a nice day out, so, I just, so I just lay there for a minute enjoying it. Then I noticed there was movement and my closet door was open, and I could see these cute little colorful creatures bouncing in place behind some of the things in the closet, and then I noticed more of them around my room. They made me think of the little forest spirits in Princess Mononoke, mm. though these looked different. I was intrigued and wondering if I was dreaming when suddenly I heard my ex's voice calling my name from somewhere behind me. At this point oh, in time, no. we had been broken up for about a year, but we had been together for many years, and then she moved to the Caribbean shortly after the breakup, so I hadn't seen her in about a year and still wasn't over her. I tried to turn my head to see in her direction, and that's when I realized I couldn't move. I then felt her gently stroking my head while shushing me, and I continued to struggle to look behind me, now with tears streaming down my face from all of the feels I was having. Soon after, I broke out of it, and of course, no one was behind me, and the little bouncing spirits were gone, too. From Esther. Esther. That is scary. That I know is that, like... not okay. I'm sorry. Um, I w feel like no one... God, the worst part about going through a breakup is the fucking dreams, where you can just get through the day. Oh, my God. And you're like, oh, I have another day down. I'm one more day closer to being over this person, but I'm, like, putting in time. But you can't control your dreams. And then you would, like, have these heartwarming dreams where you're just, you know, having, like, the best time ever with your ex. And then you wake up and you're like, oh, my God, it's over. Ah, oh, that's, uh, God, I hate, ah, oh, that, that's the worst. That I, is the worst. I agree. I do not envy you. And also that sucks that your ex moved to the Caribbean because obviously they're having a great time and <laughs> like you can't even be like, well, I'm having a good life because no, you didn't move to the Caribbean. So Right. <laughs> I know. I know. That's like the thing too about like, I know we're all supposed to be like mature and whatever and it's like not popular to be toxic anymore. But I do feel like <laughs> that is sometimes the worst part of a breakup is just like 
when you're not over it yet and then you have to see the other person's social media posts or maybe you still have mutual friends and you have to hear about like amazing shit that they're doing and for some pe yeah. reason people always want to tell you they want to be like oh right. my god i saw esther's ex the other day and she is now like super beautiful glowing on the beach in the caribbean just yeah. like snorkeling every day collecting seashells and like right. isn't that crazy <laughs> and then you're like why the fuck did you have to tell me that like either don't say anything or fucking lie to me like i don't right. want to hear about that yeah actually she moved to the caribbean and she uh is super unpopular there actually everyone's <laughs> like no you can't be here and they filed a lawsuit against her <laughs> and she now has to live in public shame and like when she walks through the street everyone just yells at her and they're like get the fuck out of the caribbean you don't belong here and she cries every single night and feels really bad about and then a cyclone the came a cyclone came and sucked her up from the beach into the cyclone, spit her back out about 10 miles from shore. Captain yeah. Barbosa came up out of the depths, <laughs> pulled her under, gave her immortality. But now she has the curse of hunger where she can never eat because <laughs> she is a skeleton walking along the floor of the ocean in the moonlight. Yeah, and she watches all your stories on Instagram. <laughs> and Pitbull doesn't like her, and he yeah. told her that he has not been there, done that, and mm -hmm. that's what Esther's ex is up to in the Caribbean. Yeah, um, Esther, I'm sorry about all your crazy dreams. Uh, you should consider doing a sleep study. My dad has like he has like a sleepwalking problem that's actually pretty haunted, where he gets sleep paralysis, but like he he, he doesn't. I mean, he gets the opposite. The thing where you're like sleeping, but you're not paralyzed. Oh, and he, I remember him saying that. Yeah, he actually had to stop drinking alcohol, which is sad for him because he really liked to drink alcohol <laughs> because at night it would make the dreams really hard to wake up from. And he like is always doing something really active where he's trying to fight off bad guys or something like that. So he just would roll out of bed and like hit his head on the ground or like kick my mom or something like that um or sometimes he'll like was walking into the living room and like opening up cabinets and stuff and oh that's scary it is scary yeah yeah so he's i don't doing, like the feeling of not being in control of my body he was he's doing like some sleep um study or whatever where he's like going to scientists and sleeping and they're monitoring him and trying to study him so esther maybe you should try to do that because i feel like the the what you're describing is a very high volume of uh irregular dream experiences and there might be something more to that who knows yeah that's true that's great advice yeah rarely do i give good advice but <laughs> today i'm feeling really it was um, excellent I advice thank you this one comes to us from ren Hi, ghoulies. Here's my submission for a listener story. I hope to hear it on a listener story one day. Ren. Uh, okay. Dear Nat and Allie. Hi, my name is Ren, and I've been listening to the podcast since about April of 2020. Y'all have seriously helped me through the quarantine and all of the 2020 shenanigans. I love hearing all things spooky, so this podcast has been my new favorite to listen to. My favorite singular moment from the podcast is from the Japanese Urban Legends episode when Nat was telling the story about the samurai that killed his maid, and Allie said, Oh my god, this is like that movie The Grudge. 
To which Nat replied, no, you're wrong. This is like that movie, The Ring. And Nat ends the bit with riveting commentary. Thank you, Alyssa. For some reason, it made me howl with laughter, and it still does, and I go back to re-listen to it. Keep being y'all. You are hilarious. Anyway, I've got two spooky stories, so I'm sorry if this is a little long. The first one was in my aunt's home, which it was about five hours from my childhood home. My family had been in town, and my parents decided that I would spend the evening with my aunt, who's also my godmother, and I'm more than thrilled. However, I was absolutely terrified of her home. When I was younger, I would spend the night with her, and I would sleep in one of the bedrooms by myself or with my sister. But I was terrified of the room we slept in because there was one specific painting of a goose. The goose painting isn't really part of the story, but it just had bad vibes. To this day, I will not go in that room because of it. Anyway, my aunt told me the story of how one day she began smelling cigarette smoke and cigar smoke within their home. She had revealed to me that she had smoked when she was younger, but she quit in the 90s, so there was no reason for the home to smell like cigarette smoke. It persisted to just hang in the air, so she got a hold of her friend who was a medium. Her friend came over and informed my aunt and uncle that they had not one ghost, but two. When they were smelling cigarette smoke, the medium informed them that it was the presence of a little girl no older than 12. The medium, to the medium told them that the little girl ghost had something she wanted to tell them. But when they would smell cigar smoke, it was the presence of a much larger and older man. The medium told them that the little girl feared the older man and would hide when he was near, almost like he didn't want her to say whatever she had to say. She told me this while we were driving home from dinner to drop leftovers and get, get coats for a late night musical. I was already uneasy about going into the house, but I shrugged it off. We let the dog out and put the food away, and my aunt and uncle left to go get coats and go to the bathroom before leaving. So I was in, I was by myself in the living room, and I decided to hang out by the door instead of just standing in the middle of the living room. But when I had taken a step towards the door, I was immediately hit with a wall of cigar smoke. I was only 12 or 13, but I was familiar with what cigar smoke smelled like because my dad would smoke them on occasion, and I actually kind of liked it. But when I smelled it that night, I froze in place, completely terrified to move from that spot. It didn't go away either. When my aunt and uncle came back into the room, they saw how scared I looked and asked what was wrong. Instead of telling them what happened, I just replied with, we gotta go. And I found the strength to power walk out of the house. I'm still terrified of that house to this day. The second one is a little shorter. I was in the local theater community that was created for Hispanic youth in my city. We would meet two times a week for rehearsal and just hang out with my fellow youths. I was friends with some of them from school and the others I befriended were and the others I befriended while at the theater. The theater building is part of the city's historical buildings and it was built in the 20s. The kids would try to scare each other by informing each of us that the theater was in fact haunted. We all shrugged it off and figured that it was just the boys trying to mess with us. One day during rehearsals, I was hanging out in the wings with my two friends when we heard a noise coming from the prop shop, which was accessible by the wing we were in, by a door towards the front of the theater, which remained locked during the evening, and another door to the alley, which remained locked during the evening. Because, you know, we're a bunch of kids, so they kept the doors locked from people just walking in. But the noise coming from the prop shop sounded like someone frantically looking for something. They were knocking things over and not caring about how loud they were being. My friends and, all, and I all looked at each other, silently asking the same question. What was that? 
We figured it was one of the boys trying to scare us, but when one of us ventured over to check and see, the boys were either on stage or in the audience. There was no one else in the building besides our little group, and we still don't know what happened or who was in the prop shop. Another instance was when my friends and I were improving on stage while the director was riding in the other room in the building. We were just playing around when one of my friends stopped in their tracks, and when we asked what was wrong, they pointed to the light booth, which which was locked and wasn't in use when we were there. There was a figure in the light booth just standing there watching us. I've got a bunch more spooky stories. I regret to inform everyone that I may, in fact, be haunted. Let me know if you want to hear more. I can't wait to hear what other stories y'all have for us. Stay safe and stay haunted. Ren. Ren. Wow. That, that is scaring me. Like someone just in the light booth staring at you. Dude, theaters are, I, I, I studied theater in college and I spent a lot of time in theater in high school and stuff like that. Um, Theaters are always haunted. So I can understand why you would might think like, oh, people were just trying to fuck with us because like literally every single theater is haunted. I don't know why. I think it's because they're all just old and they're all creepy and weird. And like, you know, when you're in your when you're alone in there, it's like all dark and it's really big. It just feels weird. It feels like you're being watched. Um, It feels like like too much open space. You know, you don't feel secure. Uh, But I think if I was standing on stage and I looked up into the light box and I just saw a figure standing there watching, I would just be so terrified like Mm. why i want to know more tell us more of your scary stories you have also i feel like the goose is at the center of this um at the beginning ren said um oh i just there's this fucking goose and oh but it has nothing to do with the story no let's revisit that there that goose knows something and i would like to interview that goose Mm. Yeah, can someone just, like, help us out and draw a picture of a goose that has bad vibes? Because I'm having a hard time (laughs) figuring out what that might look like. Like an ominous goose. I'm just, like, a goose who, like, when you look into his eyes, you just know that he knows things, you know? Yeah. What if it's a gray goose that's got you feeling loose? You know what? In the the words of our Lord and Savior, Fergie, um... (laughs) Uh, all I can think of is her fucking scatting. Have you seen that clip of her scatting? It's so iconic. Yeah. It is so, I'm going to put that in right here if, <laughs> if you guys haven't seen it. Because that is the words. If someone can figure out how to transcribe that mm-hmm. scat verse that the one and only Fergie did um, in like the bop mid two thousands, I want that inscribed upon the headstone where I will not be buried because my body will be shot out of a cannon and disintegrated <laughs> over the ocean. But I still want a headstone where people can like go and be like, "Oh yeah, she was shot out of a cannon. Like she was." pretty okay and then it's just gonna have um a giant headstone shaped like a goose and then mm-hmm. on it it's not gonna have my name it's just gonna have the words that fergie scatted right and then underneath that i need to say here lay bingus <laughs> <laughs> oh man okay this next one comes from cat d 
Hey guys, longtime listener, first time caller. My name is Kat and I adored listening to you guys. I did actually DM you both about the lights flickering after hearing about the Dybbuk box, but thankfully nothing else happened. I'm actually currently listening to the episode about paranormal sleep paralysis, and I got a story somewhat related. It might be long, so I apologize in advance. So, a number of years ago, I was put on antidepressants for the first time, and I was told that I'd get weird side effects, but I'd probably be fine, as most doctors say. But they ended up not working, and I had to cut them cold turkey. Bad idea. A rare side effect of getting off my meds was a sleep disorder. Nothing too bad, although it caused my body to not feel rested after sleeping, so I was always exhausted. But the way it messed up my brain was that similar to sleep paralysis, I would go into micro-sleeps. I'll get the definition Mm -hmm. wrong, but basically what happens is I'm so sleep deprived that my brain doesn't get enough rest that my brain will slip into REM sleep while I'm still awake, causing me to have audio and visual hallucinations. I've heard of this before. Um, I didn't know about this at the time, so naturally the scariest hallucination I got was when I was spending the night at my boyfriend's place. We were in the kitchen at like 1 a.m. and my brain did the sleep thing and I noticed this old woman in a long white nightgown just staring back at me from a dark hallway. My boyfriend was trying to talk to me, but I couldn't take my eyes off of her because I was so scared. Finally, he got me to look at him and I just said, there's someone watching us. Naturally, he got freaked out because there was nobody else in the house. When I turned around again, she was walking towards me, still staring at me, but with a strange smile on her face. She wandered into the living room and sat in one of the chairs in the living room while still watching me. I finally let my boyfriend turn on the lights and investigate with a knife, but there was nobody there anymore. I didn't want to sleep, but my boyfriend finally got me to calm down enough that I could pass out on his bed. The worst part was that this The worst part about this was that his grandmother had recently passed away and the chair the woman was sitting in was his grandma's favorite spot. So I don't know if I was actually seeing a ghost or if it was just another hallucination, but I'm not keen on being in their living room anymore. Hope this spooked you guys. If I remember any other creepy brain stories, I'll surely email you again. Hearts, Cat. Cat, I can sympathize because I recently thought that I might have seen a ghost, but I also might have been asleep and it might have been sleep paralysis. I don't know. Um, but your situation sounds way worse. So I don't really want to put it out in the universe that like I'm <laughs> open to uh, more situations like that. So I'm going to let Allie respond to this one. I will say, okay, I have heard of micro sleeping before and just like Kat, I'm sure I will explain it wrong too because it's probably just something I read a paragraph about on Reddit once. But from what I remember, it's a disorder where your brain, like your circadian rhythm gets screwed up by certain medications. And so like because you're not able to fall asleep at the time you normally should, your brain starts taking these micro naps. And so it results in this weird thing where like, yeah, you'll be awake, but then like a dream is happening at the same time. And the line between reality and dream is blurred. And it can be like very scary, obviously. And like, some people think like that they're, 
you know, they're developing some sort of mental illness and it's very distressing yeah. and or they're talking How to someone that's know? not there. Yeah. And then that they find not. out, yeah, that it's micro sleeps. And then they normally find out when when they have a sleep study done, actually. But it sounds like it was just a known rare side effect of the medication she was coming off of. And I will say that is super scary. Anything having to do with sleep is already kind of creepy because it is that space where like anything oh, I'm like creeping myself out because when you're asleep, you're so vulnerable, you know, like you don't know what's going on around you. And then your brain just goes on this little adventure that sometimes is a total fucking nightmare and other times is like really pleasant and you've won the lottery and all of your dreams have come true. And then the flip side is um, you have little weird gnomes jumping around your closet and your ex is in the Caribbean. And you know what I mean? So like it's it really runs the gamut. But the idea of like that those worlds colliding like dream world and real world colliding is such an interesting concept which i think the back rooms also is like something cool that we haven't talked about yet on our show that kind of is like talks about sort of that liminal space um yeah and it's scary and i'm sorry that happened to you cat but you are a baller yeah also in the the rake episode i also mentioned that 4chan was a spectrum and there was parts of it that were problematic so representation is important guys um anyways i think uh, honestly i was i re-listened to the episode today after i saw that comment when i was driving i was like really i don't feel like we said anything crazy like and then i i got to the end where i had said like um i don't because you had said something about like feeling bad or something about like oh sorry guys this is like a shit post episode or something and then my response was like i don't think it's a shit post episode and people might look down on like urban legends that originate on internet chat boards but like i feel like that's our new like water cooler thing and so i think maybe that's what they were mad at is maybe they thought that i was like putting 4chan on a pedestal but i certainly was not i was just saying that's where our new or that's where our urban legends come from now it's not just word of mouth in person it's the internet they probably didn't listen to the episode at all they probably were just like i don't know parroting back some whatever bullshit they saw someone else say on twitter and just wanted it's to be always relevant. twitter too yeah 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 hey nat and ally my name is lucy and i'm from the uk I'm a little bit apprehensive about emailing this since I've not done anything like this before, but I came to the conclusion that spooks are worth putting my anxiety to the side for once. I hope this is worth the read, lol. Background information that might be relevant to the story. My mom has said that as a child, I used to talk about a bad man that stood at the end of my bed and once told her that the bad man was going to get her. To no one's surprise, that spooked her the fuck out. Also, I don't remember saying any of this. Okay, on to the real story. When I was 11 years old, I experienced sleep paralysis for the first time. I woke up feeling a pressure on my chest, but I had yet to open my eyes. Once I did, I immediately regretted it. There was a fully blacked out yet solid man straddling me with his hands wrapped around my throat. He was darker than the room itself and his and he's had no face. He wore a trench coat and a fedora. That is my, that is what I could tell from his outline. I cannot express to you both how real this was. I was in pure panic mode, yet I couldn't move a muscle. I couldn't even blink to escape staring up at this thing. 
After what felt like hours, I finally broke free from the paralysis and threw myself onto my side. My heart was pounding and there was no doubt in my mind that I was fully awake and not half asleep or dreaming. A few days later, I was scrolling through YouTube and a video popped up with his silhouette and thumbnail and that just sent me down a rabbit hole. Apparently, people all over the world see him. Some people see him standing from afar just watching and some people have the exact same experience I did with him. Funnily enough, the people that see him watching over them sometimes dub him as their guardian angel, while others refer to him as a demon. As for me, I don't know what to think of him. Is he a hallucination? Is he a demon? Or is he just negative entity? Despite years following this experience, I cannot sleep without several lights on. I've developed a severe phobia of the dark, sometimes staying up until I physically can't anymore to avoid ever feeling as powerless as I did back then. Sorry this was so long, but I felt the detail was necessary. Love the podcast. Keep up the good work and know that a lot of us viewers will be manifesting sponsors and success for you both this year. Lamau. Also, sorry if this got sent a few times. My internet was bad. Um, what the fuck? Oh, my God. How fitting, too, that we ha- just covered the rake a couple episodes ago, and now there's a man standing at the foot of of someone's bed. That is so scary. Did she include a oh. picture or anything? No, she didn't. God, what the fuck? I don't like that story. I wonder if this was around the time that we put out the sleep paralysis episode, and so that's why everyone's writing in and telling us other sleep paralysis stories because we probably asked for them. But these yeah. are really scary, guys. Um, yeah, I don't, I don't know what to make of that. I don't, I don't. Here's what I don't understand about the sleep paralysis thing. So, like, the logical explanation is like, oh yeah, you had sleep paralysis, and like you see, um you feel a presence on your chest and so because you are paralyzed and so you feel like you can't move and then your brain like makes up this scenario because you're kind of like asleep and kind of dreaming that like something's sitting on your chest and then that turns like you're afraid so then that turns into panic and then you just hallucinate that like there's someone holding you down but like why do people see this person with a trench coat and a fedora okay so that is the hat makes no sense that is a separate entity called the hat man and it's like kind of a meme because you can in you can cause yourself to see the hat man by taking too much benadryl um allegedly i take i'm gonna, I'm gonna fucking cry like yeah i don't know why that just scared me but like the thought that like this hat man can come to you if you take too much benadryl doesn't yep. make it seem less scary it makes it seem more more scary, scary. i know um But there's like a meme that I love that I think I've said before somewhere. I don't know. Maybe it got cut from something. But there is a meme I really like that brings some levity to the situation that says, oh, can't take my Benadryl tonight because I owe money to the hat man. Um, And so that's like, you know, a perfect example of trying to bring humor to a very terrifying situation. But as someone who has to take Benadryl to go to sleep, don't talk to me about it. My doctor's aware. um, I am constantly like, am I going to see the hat man? Like, have you ever seen the hat man? Never. I think you have to like almost like take an unsafe amount of Benadryl because there's allegedly, and I don't know. So like nobody come for me. I don't know. But allegedly there is like a subreddit dedicated to people who like to trip on the active ingredient in Benadryl. And a, a lot of those threads allegedly are about seeing the hat man. 
Oh my God. Imagine being so strong that you take Benadryl and you don't just fall asleep. You're like, oh, this is actually just like a mild high for me. And I'm having a great time meeting with this man and his cool hat. Right. Yeah. Like, so again, nobody come for me because I literally don't know. I have not perused that subreddit. I have never done uh, the active ingredient in Benadryl for the purpose of getting high. Um, but yeah, allegedly it's like a thing. I don't, we should do it. We should do an ep- episode on the hat man because I'm I, so curious. I'm not strong enough right now to yeah. do that. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. Like I said, all these sleep ones are extra scary because you're so vulnerable when you're asleep. Yeah. I mean, last thing I'll say just to answer their question because they're like, I don't know what to think of them. Is it a hallucination? Is it a demon or is it a negative entity? Um, I don't know. Here's what I say is just fucking sleep with all the lights on. Get some cool night lights, and who cares if you're a grown adult and you're afraid of the dark? Sounds like the dark is fucking scary, and bad things happen when it's dark. So um, why spend years of therapy trying to get over the dark? Instead, just sleep with some night lights on, some fairy lights. Uh, that's my advice to you. Uh, alternate bad advice here, since we're going to play uh, two sides of the coin for most of these stories, I think. Um, how about this? Harness the hat man's energy. Go to sleep, oh. see the hat man, beat the shit out of him, grab his hat, his hat, his cloak. You become the hat man you and you go to other people's house. Hat man. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's terrible advice. <laughs> <laughs> okay. This next one comes from Andy. Hi, my name is Andy. Pronouns he, him. A couple quick things before the story. I'm going through. I'm going through your guys' backlog, so I wanted to mention some thoughts that the episodes reminded me of. First of all, a couple years ago, me and my mom saw her doppelganger. It just so happened to be Halloween, but my mom was going through the footage of the night the morning after on her doorbell security camera. At some point during the night, the doorbell had recognized a familiar face. Oh my god, I just got the chills. Which it usually notifies if it sees me, my brother or my mom approaching the door. We watched the footage and saw what looked like an almost exact clone of my mom. This doppelganger was assisting a child trick-or-treating. Okay, I thought they were going to say they like tried to sneak. Look, I'm crying right now because (laughs) of the doppelganger trying to go in their house and it was like a scary person who could like shapeshift their face, but it was actually just someone who looked like your mom helping a trick-or-treater. So these tears were for not. Okay, it's fine. Oh my God. All right, continue. Nothing else seemed off and the lady didn't act weird. It just kind of shook us. That not only did we think it looked like my mom, but the facial recognition through through the doorbell thought the same thing. And since that woman was trick-or-treating here, that means she probably lives in the same neighborhood as us, too. What if she's just... Sorry, no. No, go ahead. Continue. I was going to say, what if she's trying to copy your whole life and, like, eventually she's trying to take your mom's spot? You have to put your mom your mom needs to get a concealed carry and if she sees this person just point the gun at them and said stop do not come any closer i have a a a license to kill that and i will use it 
<laughs> and then and then that's when she whips out the fedora and cloak that she stole from the hat man and she goes don't come any closer i am the hat man and then she shows up <laughs> at the foot of the doppelganger's bed and sucks the doppelganger into the no man's land and turns the doppelganger into the hat man and then returns to her normal body oh yeah and then the that poor doppelganger's like child is just now an orphan but it's fine because your real mom will take them into the family and the child won't know because it'll just think that that's their mom because your mom looks like their mom okay problem yep. solved yep problem solved oh you're welcome check that off the list for things we've solved um the second thing i'm not 100 percent sure about but i live in tennessee and i think my friends had told me before that either they had been on a blair witch cave tour or had just heard about it too they claimed the tour guide would instruct people in all seriousness that they could not remove anything from the cave or something bad would happen to them what stuck with me was i was told that even if you accidentally got a tiny pebble stuck in the treads of your shoes and it left the cave you would still get got by the witch the fact that i could unknowingly bring evil into my life scared me away from ever going there myself but i did end up going to my mom's co-worker's wedding which was just a mile away from the property Anyways, I'm going to start the story by saying memories are unreliable, so the details will be a bit fuzzy. This happened a few years ago, and though this is mostly my friend Lily's experience, I was there for a bit of it. She had mentioned years before, she had mentioned years before this that she had a ghost in her house, but all it did was pluck the strings of her guitar. What? I want to say that it stopped at some point. I can't remember what came first chronologically, but Lily had been getting wicked bad vibes from her bedroom window, which faced the woods in her backyard. I feel like this all happened either within a week or a two-month span, or a month or two span. At some point, she had witnessed her phone being thrown three or more feet across her living room. I think it was around this time that she had a night where she saw the pointed ears of her chihuahua sitting in bed next to her, which was normal, until she saw that her real dog was actually sleeping on the floor next to her bed. No. What? Pointed ears? So it wasn't even the dog? It was like a demon? A demon masquerading as the dog? I don't know. <gasps> I don't know. A doppelganger dog? A doggleganger? Um, then things got serious. She had the same dream every night for about three to five nights in a row. It was kind of like sleep paralysis. She was in her bed in her room, but there was a dark figure on top of her. I want to say it was a man, I think. And I think he had a hood that covered his face. He might have spoken to her, but I don't really remember. But this guy was really bad news. He didn't do anything that I recall, but it could have been blocked out, LOL. But he did hold her down and might have motioned towards the door behind him. Her white bedroom door had red writing on it in the top corner. I think she said it changed every night, but it was always almost a it was almost always a paragraph. But short what? But a short paragraph and only a few lines long, I guess written kind of like a poem. She said that either her sight was fuzzy so she couldn't read it or she would be able to read it but forgot completely what it said the second she woke up. At some point, me and a friend of mine at the time who was sensitive, I'll call her Sarah, visited Lily to kind of see for ourselves what was up. Upon pulling into the driveway, Sarah said she got an immediate dark evil feeling coming from the woods. 
a great sign. This is sarcasm if you can't tell. Around this time, I had been practicing with my energy and I could form this protective bubble around myself and could push it to fill a room. I'm terrified of ghosts, so I like to believe I have some kind of protection this way. This time, though, I wanted to have an experience. This time, though, I wanted to have an experience. When we went into her room, I pulled my bubble toward me, practically skin tight, and sent out a mental invitation for the thing to show itself. We did some tarot to pass the time. Sarah read Lily's cards, and they were all not good. The energy was off. We theorized the spirit was influencing the cards and honestly probably trying to threaten her. Every now and then, I would look around the room for any changes, but especially kept my eye on one particular object. Our friend loves spooky stuff, so she had one of those little foot-long plastic skeletons sitting on her bookshelf. Lily claimed that this skeleton had been knocked over a handful of times since the ghost stuff started up. While they were still reading cards, I caught it. Right in the back of my eyes, the skeleton tipped forward. He was already in a sitting position, but it looked as if someone had come up behind him and lightly tapped his back, making his top half fall forward into his lap. I said I was terrified of ghosts, so this did bring tears to my eyes, but I was the only one who saw it, and I didn't want to alarm anybody. We killed more time until the second thing happened. Lily had her laptop on top of a binder on an end table, and all three of us got to see it suddenly pushed off the edge towards us. When what? this happened, I tried to reason. Well, a binder is at an angle, so maybe it was slipping, but it didn't fall down the natural angle of the binder. It came straight towards us, as if a force pushed it. I feel like I had had enough and threw out my bubble, mentally pushing everything out of the room and mentally yelling at it to get out. After doing that, I was still trying to be skeptical that maybe it had just fallen off the edge. But let me tell you guys, Lily is known for being very clean, very organized. I took stock of every single object in her room, and it looked like everything was very purposefully placed, so there was no way that something could be accidentally knocked off the edge of any surface. We had decided that we were done for the night. I want to say that we got her sage, but she said it didn't seem to work. The last happening I remember is it was either just a get-together or my birthday party. Lily showed up, and she was just off. She looked very pale and were a classic mentally ill slash depressed crew, so I know disassociation when I see it. And she was barely there. Another one of my friends made a comment along the lines of, Ha ha, are you possessed? Should we spray you with holy water? I didn't see her face, but my friend said that she did not take this as a joke. If anything, apparently she gave a look that said, If you try that, I really will kill you. She has oh absolutely God. no recollection of that day to this day. After that, she was fine. But writing this story out, I just remembered that at some point near the beginning or middle of all of this happening, we were thinking on starting a podcast. We went to a friend's apartment who said Lily was possessed to record. After setting up the microphone, they felt something dark in the top corner of the room. They recorded a couple minutes of test audio and went to listen to it back. I refused to listen to it myself, but both of them said that they couldn't hear themselves talking. The whole audio was just this creepy, garbled noise. We decided to put off podcasting for the night. 
The friend claims that for a week after that, this apartment felt darker, like something was there. When this was all happening, I texted a friend of mine I met through Tumblr. He came up with a very interesting theory. Lily had already pointed out that this ghost seems to go in a cycle. I don't think that this was the first time haunting her, but this was the most intense and drawn out that we're aware of. Hitting her phone in the living room, her bedroom door, then out of the window. It was like a very wide circle. I will attach a rough sketch of the floor plan, which I'm really bad at drawing those. Sorry, lol, and I hope you can read my writing. My Tumblr friend suggested that, like some ghosts, it could be reliving its death over and over again, following this path that most likely ended in the woods. Things being, might, things being knocked over might suggest running. Anyway, Lily's fine now, and she hasn't reported on any experiences since then. She can't remember the whole thing, really. She was the one who recommended this podcast to me, and I'm so glad she did. Keep up the good work. That, wow, yeah, that's really scary. I don't know what to think about that. I'm going to send you um, the sketch. Oh, I don't want to look at it. <laughs> That was so much stuff that, like, I don't even know where to begin. But I got the chills when he said, uh, we think the ghost was following the path of its death. Like, stone tape theory. Like, and yeah. that's why yeah. it was always following the same route and knocking things over. The skeleton, the phone, uh, the binder, and then ending out the window in the woods. I'm very scared. I'm alone in this office building again. I hope I'm not locked in here again. And I'm just fucking scared. I just Bingus. sent Natalia um, a okay. sketch um, of a floor plan. And oh. she's going to describe it. But if you guys want to see it for yourselves, you can either go to Patreon and watch the video version of this episode. Or you can go to at Let's Get Haunted on Instagram and look at the photo dump there. Okay, so it's a drawing of a house. A house is like, imagine a rectangle and the bedroom is in the top right-hand corner. And then the woods are on one side of the house. Um, th that's like the this where you're, if you're looking out of the bedroom window, you would be looking out into the woods. And then there's just a big arrow that's like moving in a U shape from the kitchen to the bedroom and out the window. And yeah, you can see how it could have been something that was running towards the woods. I don't know. That makes me wonder too, like, is this even the ghost of a person? Is this the ghost of like an animal or is this like a spirit that just lives in the, the woods, like a nymph type thing? I don't know. I don't like that. I, the woods, nothing good ever happens in the woods. Oh my God. It's so scary. It's so scary. Andy, I'll, I hope that you're also following the fan run Tumblr account because I love that you have friends that you met on Tumblr. I feel like internet friendships are the most pure. They are. They are. Mm -hmm. Hey, Nat and Allie, I just wanted to message you two and say thank you for all of your work on the podcast. I came across it when a Reddit user posted about it in r slash funhouse, and I have been tearing through episodes ever since. You two are extremely talented, fun to listen to, and oh, funny. Thank you. Thanks for the hours of entertainment you've provided. I moved to New Haven, Connecticut for graduate school at Yale, and after graduating, I still work in the area. I wanted to share a few haunted facts I've learned over the years. I don't think any of these would merit a full episode, but keep them in your back pocket just in case. I'd be happy to help if you're looking to dig any further. You recently mentioned the possibility of covering shorter stories. Maybe you could just use one of these for those for that purpose. 
Number one, Grove Street Cemetery. There is a large prominent cemetery located on Yale's campus. Many prominent individuals are buried there. The entryway has the totally not haunted at all phrase, quote, the dead shall be raised, end quote, engraved above it, picture attached. Many students claim to have spotted a spectral figure in flowing white clothes prowling the grounds. Two, secret societies. Yale's campus is littered with nondescript buildings that are home to some of the most elite and mysterious secret societies like Skull and Bones, Snake and Book, Scroll and Key, etc. Several prominent figures have belonged to them while attending the school, including George Bush. Once a year around Halloween, robed figures wearing masks, think Death Eater style, roam the camps and tap students for membership to these societies. It's extremely bizarre, but members of these societies take them very, very seriously. Number three, Annie Lee. A graduate student named Annie Lee disappeared in 2009. Police searched everywhere for her, the Yale campus, the city of New Haven at large, and surrounding cities. The university's security data showed Annie had entered her lab building but never left. At the time, the building was under construction. Finally, on what has to be her finally on what was to be her wedding day, Annie's body was found in the walls of a basement lab. She has been she had been murdered by an unhinged lab mate. Oh my god, chills. Um, and then they sent a Wikipedia article to the murder of Annie Lee. Keep up the amazing work. Wishing you both well. Sincerely, Ryan. P.S. I originally sent this email to let's get haunted at gmail.com about a month ago. Very happy. I heard you mention that this was the correct address on a recent episode. Um, and then they sent. Oh, wow. That is creepy. They sent um, this picture of the cemetery and it says the dead shall be raised. Oh my God. We're going to put this stuff on the photo dump on Instagram at Let's Get Haunted if you guys want to see it. Um, that That is terrifying. Yeah, I'm, oh, I'm sorry. I just have to click this Wikipedia link and just see what this is. There's a couple of true crime stories that I've heard of before where like people go missing and they're caught on CCTV going into a building, but they they never leave the building and then they are never seen again. And I feel like there's probably a lot of people just stuck in walls um, that eventually will be found when places are demolished. And it's scary. It's just scary to think that you could be sitting in a room in an office building like me and in the wall there could just be a corpse of a human that got stuck in there. It scares the fuck out of me. I am scared. Yeah, this is... Look, it says... This guy named Clark murdered her, apparently. He's serving 44 years of imprisonment. But it said he expressed great remorse at his sentencing and he had no explanation of attack or motive. What a cop out. What a douche. What a fucking God, at least At least tell us. What the fuck? Yeah, that's... Yeah, that sucks. She was a doctor. She was in... Um, she was a 24-year-old doctoral student at the Yale School of Medicine's Department of Pharmacology. That sucks. That's uh, so ripped to sad. Annie Lee. Yeah. yeah. Fuck. That's oh, that's, that's super haunted. Man, the secret societies too are like. I always wonder, like, is it actually is it actually haunted, or are they just like cosplaying as haunted? You know what I mean? Yeah. No, I do. Yeah. 
Now, I'm so scared now. I just feel like there are corpses in all of the walls around me and I'm alone (laughs) in this office building and might be locked in. And then the ghosts will like come swarm me and crowd crush me against the locked door downstairs. I I have one of my earpieces from my headphones off because I just have this scary feeling that like someone will enter this room and I wouldn't be able to hear them. And then I'm just going to see on the screen like a hand come through this uh thing behind me and just that happening i'll just literally die from fright even though it's probably just cody or something um so i'm not gonna risk that and i just have one of my earpieces of my headphones off so i'm like hearing shit now i'm scared like the natural noises of the walls settling are scaring me now what the you know what that yale story made me think of is like harry potter because he was talking about the Death Eaters. But remember how Harry Potter could hear like that snake talking in the walls? Yeah, and nobody else could hear it. Yeah. Yeah, imagine if that's like right now you and you're just hearing something that's like... (laughs) I don't know. I don't know. If you guys, if you never hear from me again, Natalia, please still put out this episode even if I disappear forever and check the walls. Yeah, I'm not going to do that. I'm going to let someone else check the walls. <laughs> All right. I have one email left here. Um, I also, before I read that last email, Andy N., who was who sent the last email that I read, wanted he sent a follow-up email, and I didn't realize it until just now. The follow-up email says, replying to this because I just had the sudden realization that I accidentally said Blair Witch Cave instead of the Bell Witch Cave. I was thinking that. I was thinking that when they said that, I was like, did I mean the Bell Witch Cave? Because I thought the Blair Witch was just a movie that our friend James was in. Yeah, yeah. I know. Honestly, um, my brain automatically corrected it to Bell Witch, so I didn't even realize that I read Blair Witch out loud. Um, but that's let's quickly revisit that before I read my last email. So his friends had gone to the cave where the Bell Witch's grave is said to be, and, and the you, tour guide said, "Don't t- bring touch anything, even a little piece of gravel like stuck to the bottom of your shoe. That's fucking scary." Yeah, I'm definitely not visiting then. Fuck that. What an easy yeah. way to get haunted. And also, yeah. what a, that's like mean of the ghost. Like, give me a chance, you know? Right. <laughs> How inconsiderate. Okay. My last email <laughs> is from, is from Fa S. I'm not sure if it's Fa S or Fo S, but Fa says, listening to episode 57 and Catfish was a huge part of the episode. <laughs> episode uh, 57 was Lake Lanier. So just putting into context for the photo I'm sending, my mother is four foot 11. The fish she has caught definitely was not the biggest one she's ever caught before. This one was probably like eight to 10 pounds. Fucking haunted. Love, pho. I'm going to send you this picture that pho sent us. Oh my God. Catfish are so fucking gross. Like I will watch those TikToks of like cool Southern girls noodling catfish and catching them on their hands. But at the same time, I'm like grossed out by it. I have like this weird gross fascination. Yeah, I do too. There's this great documentary called Okie Noodling that plays really late at night in Oklahoma. And it's just a documentary about people who go noodling and there are all sorts of characters in it. And I highly suggest you watch that if you are interested in noodling. Okay. Oh, wow. Oh, my gosh. Wait. 
This is really cute. It's adorable, oh, first of all. Your mom is like super cute, first of all. Okay, this yes, there's a woman here that's holding a giant fish up um that just looks like one of those giant like subway like 12 foot long sandwiches that they like feed to an entire football team you know yeah. <laughs> um but yeah it it's really grossing me out this catfish is huge looks like what she she caught she caught this fish yeah somewhere with she noodled south it? dakota south dakota she noodled it she noodled it oh for some reason i thought she she did i didn't know she noodled it i thought she just caught it like with a line what the fuck your mom is a badass and that's scary at the same time i am very interested um fa will you tell us more about your mom and like what catfish are scary they're slimy they're squirmy and they're fat and huge and fucking giant and this picture, if you guys want to see, go to at Let's Get Haunted on Instagram or go to patreon.com forward slash Let's Get Haunted and watch the video version of this episode. Um, but it's, yeah, just like this cute little mom holding this giant fucking catfish yeah. in two hands. And it's it's probably like three and a half feet long. This fish. It's big. Scary. And they said that that's, she's caught bigger ones than that. Yeah, your mom has got balls of steel. I she's am very interested. Yeah, I'm interested in her story. Please write in and let us know more. Yeah. <laughs> Natalia, do you have a final email? I do. This is a long one, so I think this will be my last one because we're here. Uh, it's now midnight. Okay. <laughs> hey, Nat and Allie. What's up? I discovered your podcast during quarantine, and it is phenomenal. With this, I first wanted to say thank you for continuing to create content during the hard time of covid it's creators like y'all that keep people amused entertained and a little spooked out with even during the craziest of times i would also like to say that i listen to your listener stories episodes while i'm working alone in my room in my lab and it scares the living shit out of me <laughs> hell yeah anyways on with the story you've heard of haunted children now get ready for haunted parents Normally, my mom works in a flower shop, and my stepdad, let's call him Chris, is a firefighter in Chicago on the side. However, my parents are ghost hunters. <gasps> I would love to preface the story by saying that I have absolutely no desire or interest in going on a ghost hunting investigation because I would get way too freaked out. And I also feel like I'm the type of person who would get possessed. <laughs> Needless to say, even though I was away for college at the time of the story, I don't want ghosts in our apartment. When my parents would leave for these investigations, I would jokingly tell them, don't you dare bring anything back with you. Little did I know that one day they would. A few years ago, their ghost hunting team was asked to give haunted Lincoln Park Zoo tour throughout the month of October. Lincoln Park Zoo is a pretty popular zoo in Chicago that my family and I have gone to ever since I was a little kid. What many people don't know, however, is that it used to be a potter's field and that there are still bodies lying just beneath the ground where hundreds of unsuspecting people walk every single day. Before the tour started, the team had to first meet up after hours when the zoo was closed and do their own investigation. Before Chris and mom had met up with the group, mom had to use the bathroom, which is unfortunately located in the basement of the lion house. The only way to access the bathroom is with a staircase, and so as mom went to the completely deserted bathroom, Chris waited at the top of the stairs. As my mom finished doing her thing and was drying her hands, she saw a tall figure move behind her as if it had walked through the bathroom door and was headed to the stalls. She said, hey, 
So you changed your mind after all, assuming that it was Chris and that he had decided to use the bathroom before the rest of the team showed up. Not getting a response and hearing anything from the stalls, she looked at the stalls and saw that no one was there. There were no feet visible, no stall doors closed, nothing. She went back upstairs and saw that Chris was still waiting for her, and he said that he didn't come downstairs and that no one had. Excited to tell the rest of the group what happened, Mom and Chris rushed to meet them. They had to get moving with the investigations because there was a lot of territory to cover, but Mom wanted to tell everyone what had happened first and bring them to the bathroom to investigate. Once in the bathroom, Mom showed them where she was standing when she saw the figure move behind her. Unbeknownst to her, one of the guests to join the team on the tours had gone to the same lady's room and took several rapid photos in hopes of catching evidence. Since the bathroom is underground, it's potentially at the level where the bodies are buried. The guests then flipped through the photos she took to see if anything showed up, and sure enough, exactly in the area where my mom saw the shadow figure walk was a single picture of a man's frame at the same height and same shoulder width that my mom had described. After that, they split up and went to different areas of the zoo. There were two groups of three people that went into each of the bathrooms of the children's zoo farm building. Mom was in the ladies' bathroom with two other team members, and Chris was in the men's bathroom with the group leader and another experienced investigator. After a while, Mom left the bathroom and went into the hallway to let Chris's group know that it was time to switch, and no one had reported anything as they switched bathrooms. In the men's room, Mom stood right next to a partition wall when she immediately felt something press on the entire front of her left calf. Startled, but keeping her cool, my mom reported what happened, but then switched to a different part of the room because obviously it's creepy to be touched in a pitch black room. After a bit, the teams met up again and my mom's team told the others that she had felt something on her leg. Strangely enough, the group leader reported that he felt the same thing when he was standing in the same spot in the men's bathroom. When it happened to him, he said that he looked down and thought he saw a dark area near the floor move after he stated something touched him place she had yet another experience was in the cafe brower building of the zoo this is a beautiful room where smaller sized wedding receptions are usually held back in the times of prohibition in chicago the north side irish mobsters used this building as headquarters and it's known that two mob brothers were fighting over a woman and one brother killed the other one by pushing him down the stairwell there They all took seats in a small area of the great room and were using voice recorders and a connect device. As a quick aside, connect devices work by using a structured light sensor in a tandem with a software that recognizes human joints and movements. Mom was on the floor with her legs directly in front of her and the group leader was walking across from her standing. They started asking questions and I guess that stirred something up because the connect picked up a figure sliding on the floor back and forth between the group leader and my mom. This continued for several questions. The shape just kept crawling back and forth as another team member was watching this happen on the screen in real time. Video in the Facebook link sent in the email if you want to watch it. Okay, I have to see it. Yeah, we're going to see it in a second. Hold on, I'm almost done. After that, it was time to leave, so they wrapped it up, gathered up all of the equipment, and headed home. My parents weren't saging or doing anything protective at this point after the investigation, so when they got home, they just went straight to bed. The next morning, Chris and Mom were sitting on the couch having coffee. The TV wasn't on, and they were just sitting in silence until the coffee kicked in a big mood. Oh, until the coffee kicked in. Big mood. Suddenly, they heard three loud knocks on the wall directly behind them. They looked at each other and each said, You heard that, right? 
They had never had that happen before, and it only happened one time. They were both like, okay, that was pretty wild and typical with my parents just to continue having their coffee. Like, it was no big deal. Later that same afternoon, mom was lying on the couch, and Chris was about four feet away in his chair. She felt her hair being pulled, so she pulled her hand to her hair, and it was completely taut straight out. She swatted at it, thinking it was Chris, and said, knock it off. He looked at her questioningly because his hands were on the side of the chair, too far to be able to touch her hair. At this point, they were both spooked, but they didn't think much of it. Then, that night, my mom was laying in bed, not asleep yet, and something hit the wall above her head. One thing about my mom is that she does not like anything messing with her sleep, supernatural or not. At this point, she was thinking that this was just getting annoying. When she heard the wall to her left get hit at about the same height that her head was resting, ignoring it, she just rolled over and eventually fell asleep. Suddenly, she was woken up in the middle of the night and looked up. In the corner of the ceiling closet to her head, she saw a dark mass in the corner of the ceiling. Of all the things that happened, she told me that this was a bit unsettling and couldn't fall back asleep right away. If I were her, I would have yeeted myself out of bed and moved the same night. A couple days after that, my parents, a medium, and the rest of the team were investigating in a house in Shannon, Illinois, where a young girl had died. Chris and her started in the basement where the family said that their father stayed until his death. Towards the end of his life, he started saying he saw someone down there with him and that it was evil and made him pull his own fingernails off. That kind of thing. What? This completely freaked out my mom. Same. So she and Chris left the basement to go upstairs. As she reached the top of the stairs, she felt a tightness in her chest. She walked through the doorway into the hallway and stopped towards the girl's room. Out of nowhere, she started bawling, like serious hysterical crying for no reason. My mom is one tough cookie and doesn't usually sob like that. The median grabbed her and told her that they needed to get her out of there. My dad, my stepdad was just staring at my mom and didn't move because he'd never seen her like that before ever. She got out of the house and the medium told her that it was the young girl who died and that's what she was feeling and that she took over my mom and her sadness came through her. She calmed down and Chris was hugging her to make her feel better. The medium then said, did you know that you have someone hanging around you? He's a guy in a suit and a hat, a real ladies man who got rid of bodies for a mobster. My mom looked at her surprised and told her what had happened after the zoo investigation. The medium said he must like you because he followed you home and then explained to my mom that to get rid of him, she has to say in a stern voice, you are not welcome here and you need to leave now and emphasize the stern voice because my mom is too nice of a person and probably would just say it much nicer with a please and a thank you. When my mom got home, she did exactly as instructed, and it worked. Nothing else happened in the apartment after that, at least for not for a while, but that's a story for another time. Thank you for reading, and I hope you enjoyed my story. Here's a link to the Facebook video page. If you wanted to hear a voice they caught on recording, jump to 50 seconds in. Otherwise, click to see the Connect video. Jump to 2.15, warmly from Shannon. Um, Okay, hold on. Copying this link and sending it to you. If you guys want to see this, we will post it to at Let's Get Haunted on Instagram, or again, we'll put it in the Patreon video. Oh, wow, I see that. That's scary. That's like a full on man. There's something on the floor. Is it the red thing? There was something know. on the floor. That's what I'm it's saying. It's like, is, is it was that like what right, it is? Like it looked like it was it's laying, a straight up laying on the floor. Man. It was a stick figure. Wow, I wonder what it's like to have parents who are ghost hunters. 
I love that they really have like scary. very typical jobs too, like professional day jobs. And then at night, they're yeah. just getting haunted as fuck. Those are my kind of people. Honestly, same. Um, Yeah, Shannon, that is a fucking scary story. I think it's crazy that your parents are ghost hunters and they went to that place in Chicago where there was like a mobster or whatever that murdered his brother um, and then there was like a spirit that followed you that was a mobster that hid bodies for the mom and he just liked you. Also, I don't understand ghosts. Like why if you just tell a ghost to leave, are they like, oh, OK, yeah, Um, I guess I'm going to stop doing what I'm doing because this person told me they to leave. Like, why does that work? Well, I, I, I wonder the same questions, but I also think of vampires where like, how come they can't enter unless they're invited? Like, if you have all this fucking power, why are right. these silly little things preventing you from, you know, whatever, fucking my shit up? But, you know, maybe some of these questions will simply never be answered. Maybe just like in the olden times when ghosts and vampires were more prevalent, they were just really polite and they were, oh, this person told me to leave. Or like, no, this person didn't invite me in. So this person that just carries said I over can't into have the their soul. So I guess I just can't have it. Wow. wow. This has been crazy uh, listener stories episode. I just can't stop thinking about Bingus, to be honest with you. Um, there were a couple times where I just randomly remembered Bingus in the middle of being scared about corpses in the walls and I almost started <laughs> laughing but then I almost started crying because my mind was like corpse in the wall Bingus corpse in the wall Bingus what about sus Bingus though uh, everything is sus that's my response <laughs> sussy bingy sussy bingy <laughs> Oh, man, you guys, these were excellent stories. I am thoroughly scared. We have now been recording for like three hours. I'm sure yeah. we'll cut a little bit of this down for the audio only portion, but we'll try to keep as much as possible in the video version. Hopefully this recorded correctly. Um, I have like three different re recordings going at once. So if one doesn't work, the other <laughs> should work. But it is now midnight where Natalia is and nine yeah, here it's... for me. 12 15 a.m here yep, 9 15 here and i don't want to be locked in forever and i'm scared <laughs> i too cody has been taping his mouth shut at night because he like oh. is trying to teach himself to breathe through his nose got it he's yeah. like really into this breathing thing but um i'm so afraid to go get into bed with him because it's so haunted looking when someone's has tape on their mouth and they're <laughs> sleeping it's just terrifying it's just like it's stitched shut yeah yeah that's super against that oh, so um scary. Yeah, everything is, is scary. crazy i'm scared what do you think your favorite story was there were a lot of good ones i think stone tape theory is just one of my favorite theories about ghosts in general so i think the story that andy told about a ghost following the same path in his friend's room every night and then like jumping out the window and like escaping to the woods like that idea the idea of being locked into a repetitive situation that you have no control over is very scary to me and actually there was a movie that i watched that had something like that as the premise and if i remember what it is i'll throw it up here on the screen um was it great no but the concept was scary and because that idea just scares me of like being locked against your will into a series of repetitive movements what That's like that favorite? movie 1408. Have you seen that? 
Mm, is that the about one the hotel of? room? Oh no, no, I haven't oh, seen it. That's fucking scary movie. You guys all need to see that. Um, what was my favorite? I don't know. They're like all going together. You know when you've been watching TikTok too long or something, and you just like hear all the like viral sounds in your head all, all like jumbled together all at once uh i feel like that's how i feel about the the stories let's like recap there was the girl who had sleep paralysis there were several people who had sleep paralysis there was the one girl who saw like gnomes dancing there was one girl who had sleep paralysis and she saw the hat man there was bingus <laughs> there was um catfish uh, the Yale hauntings, the catfish. Oh, that one, yeah, that was scary too. The old woman in the hallway. Oh yeah, didn't say that one. Yeah, I don't know. Um, the the girl that was like afraid in the, uh, to sleep in the dark because she had been choked by a hat man before. Scary. Anything sleep paralysis, like I said, anything that happens when you're asleep, I am not about. I don't want that to ever happen to me. <laughs> There was Bingus. There was um, look. Okay, let's talk about it. There was Bingus. There was Sus, sus bingus. bingus. There was Sussy Bingy. There was uh, just like a thirty second period in that song where the guy was just saying penis, penis, like, penis. Wait, why did we get trolled so hard? James, and we didn't you even know we were trolled. Being trolled. Us. And and James was like. Yeah, you're going to think this is the wrong link. And, like, trust me, it's not the wrong link. Like, and we're just like, oh, is this the right link? Like, how fucking stupid are we? <laughs> <laughs> we are so dumb, but we love you guys so much. Thank you for sending in your very spooky listener stories. Yeah. If you would also like to send in a listener story, you can email letsgethauntedpod at gmail.com. That's letsgethauntedpod at gmail.com. And if you try to send it to letsgethaunted at gmail.com, we don't have access to that, and some yeah. other person just trying to live their life is reading your haunted <laughs> shit. <laughs> but, but why is there Gmail? Let's get haunted. I know. I <laughs> I still think that one of us accidentally created that Gmail account and then just lost the password. Because who else um, could it possibly belong to? I don't know. Maybe it's like a woman whose name is like Let's, and then her middle name is like <laughs> is Geth. And then her oh, last yeah. name is Aunted. 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 Yes, exactly. She's a French woman, and a very she's... sophisticated woman. <gasps> Natalia, would you like to do our sign off this evening? <laughs> yeah, I think I need to sign off after Bingus. Um, PRB, gonna go sus Bingus on a Bingus. Bye. Bye. On a summer night, Douglas Wagg Jr. lay motionless across a strip of railroad tracks before being struck by an oncoming train. I'm investigative journalist Delia D'Ambra, and my investigation into exactly how Doug died took me into the depths of a bizarre mystery. It was really hard to understand what was fact and what wasn't. A mystery that has led me from one suspicious death to another. Listen to CounterClock now, wherever you listen to podcasts. 
Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. 